Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Spirituality Isn't Woo Woo with Amy. So today I wanted to touch on a topic that for me has been pivotal in my journey of evolving more spiritually and uh, empowering myself more as a woman and standing in my space and owning my space. So today's topic is going to be on increasing self-trust and decreasing self-abandon. So there's a lot of words that are interwoven into that headline, um, which could be things like boundaries, uh, people pleasing, there's a whole bunch of you know terminology and words that can actually work under that umbrella. But today we're going to focus more on self-trust and self-abandon. So I thought it would be really good to just kind of break it down and start with self-abandon and self-trust. So how I would personally break down the self-trust title would be looking at what self-trust actually means. So to me, self-trust works out to be uh, making room for your own intuition It also is ability to trust others as well as ourselves and knowing that whatever comes your way, you'll be able to handle it. So that's kind of the the gist of that title. And then breaking it down even further, looking at with self-trust, what does self-trust mean to you? Do you trust that when you make decisions that you know the answers within Do you allow your body and your, uh, do you allow the body to make decisions for you? In other words, do you sit with a decision and let your body tell you that you're excited about it, that you're perhaps worried or anxious, and you allow the body to dictate where you progress in that decision? So that is a very big, um, That is a very big item with that would be to sit with that in your body and let your body tell you what is a hell yes and what is a no, absolutely not, and what is a maybe. And I think starting from that point and breaking it down and saying to yourself, okay, I want to do this thing or I have this problem. And I'm going to sit with it and I'm going to allow my body to tell me whether I know that it's a yes, I know that it's a no, or that I know that it's a not right now. And your body always has the answers. It always tells us what we feel instantly. And sometimes that can be fear that's masked a little bit in the body. But if we were to give ourselves a day or two to really sit with something and allow the answer to come to us, Um, we're always going to have that answer inside of us. So it comes down to learning to understand the body and learning how to work with intuition. So a lot of people struggle with how to feel into their intuition, how to know it's not the mind. And I tell people that you know if it's your intuition because there's several things that will happen. If you are making a decision or just something in your life you're, you're wanting clarity on, your intuition is that place deep inside, the most, the most raw, the most highest, the most purest part of yourself that, uh, 
that you embody and that you are. And so when we turn on our intuition, when we allow space, when we allow pause, when we allow time to let our body and our minds work together, we're always going to have the answers. So a lot of the times where we go wrong with self-trust is that we reach out to other people. So we might have a big decision to make and we quickly hot potato that. We quickly throw that to one person and we say, this is the thing that I'm going through. This is what I'm trying to figure out or decide. And we give that power to someone else to make the decisions or give us their opinion. And then what happens for a lot of people is that's just the one person. They then go to another person. So that might be another friend or a family member or a co-worker or just anyone else that they, they go to with these problems. And they end up with all different kinds of answers, all different kinds of scenarios, possibly more problems get added to that. And then they are so removed from themselves that they create more self-abandon. They don't trust themselves. They don't trust that the answers are within them and that whatever answer is right for them is going to be there. It's going to be in the body. It's going to be in your intuition. It's going to be accessible um, at some point by yourself. And so my reason for bringing this up is I see so many women who really, really want to tap into their intuition. They want to trust themselves. They want to um, have boundaries and they want to stand in their power, but they off offload all of their power and all of their choices to other people who, who put their spin on it, who put their sprinkle of extra problems or extra scenarios that just cloud their judgment. So I would love to share some things that you can do to create a little bit more clarity and a little bit more space when you're wanting to make some decisions. So the first one is spending time alone. So if you are in a position that you know that you have a big issue that you're trying to work through or a decision or just something that you're, you're sitting with, find some space to sit alone, spend time alone, whether that's going to a park in nature and just observing what's around you, whether that's being in for the night and having no distractions, whether that's journaling, whether that's um, having a bath, just creating some alone time and some space for your body and for your brain to completely have power over what you're trying to work through. Another one is honoring your emotions. So sitting with whatever bubbles up for you. So if you're making a decision or you're going through something at the moment, honoring what comes up. Is it fear? Is it imposter syndrome? Is it I'm too scared that I'm going to make the wrong decision? Which again comes to self-trust. Is it, um, do we need to bring some more self-care? So that's the third one. And with self-care, I'm not just talking about bubble baths and getting your nails done or whatever, you know, getting a massage. It can be those things, but it also can be being real with yourself, cutting things out, um, detaching yourself from certain people, uh, not engaging in gossip, not engaging in behaviors that don't serve you. And then lastly would be intuition. So number four is intuition for tapping into self-trust. 
sitting with your body, sitting with the wholeness of yourself and allowing your body to come up with the answer. And that's a challenge. I really challenge you to try this out, to find some space uh, when you can. And think about something that you're going through. Think about something that you're marinating on, or it could be a job that you're trying to figure out, or leaving a job, or a, a holiday, or um, a relationship, or whatever it is. It's just sitting with yourself and feeling into your body and what comes up. Do you feel something in your belly? Do you feel something in your chest? Do you feel something in your throat? And being aware of it and allowing it. And a lot of of the times when we allow a physical sensation to enter our bodies and for us to acknowledge it, we're able to bring up whatever emotion that we might be feeling. And then we're able to actually work through that emotion, whether it's anger or crying or journaling or whatever it is we're just allowing air and space for that to be present and that's all that our emotions want they want to be aired they want to be felt in order to be released and obviously some things are bigger than others but it is something that we can work towards in allowing those emotions to work through us which will switch on that intuition because we will be able to trust what comes up for us knowing that whatever comes up is exactly where, what it should be so another um branch into self-trust is a lot of the time we uh we abandon our values and we create divide between what our values are and where we want to be and so this is called emotional dissonance. And it's where our values and behaviors don't match. So this could be that you have a very strong opinion about something and, and you really feel something deeply. But when you hang out with certain people, you hide that part of yourself or your behaviors are directly in opposition to what you actually feel. And this creates a lot of distrust in yourself and, dis and self-abandonment because we don't trust ourselves anymore. And it just creates more and more divide between where we want to be and where we are. So um, what this does is gradually this, this lack of self-trust and this self-abandonment leads us to also not trust other people because we don't trust ourselves because we we create divide between our values and our behaviors, and we lead down that path towards self-abandonment, we then don't trust other people. Because how could we possibly trust other people if we don't trust ourselves? And so this is a really good opportunity to take this content and sit with it and think about the times that you've maybe engaged, engaged in gossip, even though it's completely something that is not your value that you um, that you don't believe in and that makes you feel yucky afterwards is looking at those times that you might you might um, engage in behaviors that just don't align with you. And for everyone, that's going to be different. It's going to be very, very, very different. But just acknowledging and looking into those times that you do do that. It could be that you don't like to drink, but when you hang around certain people, peer pressure takes over and you have way too many drinks or a cigarette or certain foods um, or just allowing 
allowing anyone else to dictate what you do because you just don't trust yourself and you don't value your own opinion or your own thoughts or your own values. So that's really important in that, in that umbrella of self-trust and self-abandonment. And then next I want to touch on boundaries. So if we don't trust ourselves and we, we seek approval through others, we don't trust ourselves and we create um, self-abandonment by creating a divide between our values and our behaviors, we're also going to have a lot less boundaries. And this is a really, really big topic at the moment. And I did a post on it recently. And um, this is something very close to my heart because for a very long time, I lacked boundaries. I thought that I was easygoing. I thought that I was likable. Um, I thought that people would like to be around me because I was easy to be around which probably stems from childhood, which probably stems from being good and staying in your box and not creating any drama or any um, anything that's gonna create a little bit of friction. So a boundary is something that we create, whether that's physical, emotional, sexual, whatever kind of area it can be in, that is for us, that um, it's kind of like that line in, the, line in the sand where this is my space, this is your space. And that behavior or that thing or that um, energy is too close or not appropriate or not something that I want. And so I'm creating this, this line in the sand and I'm telling you that I don't like if you're this close or I don't like if you talk about this or I don't want to do this or that. And it's something that we create for ourselves and that is our responsibility to uphold and to remind others of. However, it's not our responsibility uh, how other people take that boundary. So if you give someone a very clear boundary and they don't like it and they have a problem with it and they create a problem from it, like a fight or they want to talk about it, that's definitely not your problem because that's important to you and the other person should respect it. There might be some room for discussion depending on what the boundary is as far as finding out why or, you know, again, it's completely up to you whether you want to discuss that because it's your boundary that you feel strongly about. And a lot of the times, uh, women specifically, and I'm not um, painting the same brush because it can be anyone, but um, we, we want to be liked, we want to go with the flow, we want to be easy. Uh, to be around. And so we abandon, again, back to the self-abandonment, where we choose to let other people be more important than us, let their values or their point of views or whatever it is, um, be more important and for our stuff to take a back seat. So these all, all of these things work really closely together. And um, as I said before, just learning how to deal with your own stuff. And it doesn't mean that you can't reach out. So sometimes we do need to reach out to a friend and we all do that or a family member. But sometimes, you know, most of the time, we just need to sit with it. We need to process. We need to allow the emotions. We need to allow whatever comes up to be heard and felt in order to um, clearly come to the other side of a decision. 
we need to allow our intuition to guide us and to create opportunities for us to maybe see differently or to just trust what we have uh, to say or what we feel is right for us. And also standing up for yourself. So again, this comes back to self-trust and self-abandonment and, and boundaries is learning to stand up for yourself, stand up when something doesn't sit right with you and just having so much um, trust in yourself and in your choices that you stand up for what's right for you. And to also respect your own opinion. So Oftentimes we have an opinion or a belief, uh, mo most likely a belief or a value that is really important to us and we hide it and again create that divide between our values and behaviors and we don't respect our own stance. Sometimes we give more light or more time or more energy to somebody else's opinion because it might not be uh, widely accepted. So. This is your permission slip to respect what you have to say and respect what your values are and to embody them and to stand up for them. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast on self-trust, self-abandonment and boundaries. There are so many, many more things that we could have talked about today in that realm, but I wanted to keep the episode quite short and easy to listen to. And I am very excited to have you on this journey. I look forward to coming back every Tuesday for a new episode. And in the new year, I'm looking forward to doing more interviews with people who are in the spiritual space, empowerment space, looking at human design, astrology, relationships, and all different parts of the wheel. Thank you for joining me.